0: Do you go with the flow? Join us each week as we take one topic from classical Christian education and ask ourselves whether or not we're going with the flow. Welcome once again to Going With The Flow, a River Academy
1: podcast. My name is Tyler. And I'm Eric. Eric, what are we talking about today? Well, we are going to continue our uh, conversation with graduates from the river Academy. And again, like I shared last week, this is us kind of opening our books and we did not prep these students. We didn't tell them, Hey, make sure you say only good things about us. We just said, Hey, we want to get your honest feedback. Are we being effective? You know, our, our end goal is to educate Christian leaders. And it's interesting because, you know, in the business world, if you are selling a product and that product doesn't, doesn't, uh, isn't meeting people's needs, then they're going to stop buying it, and then yeah. you're going to know, oh, geez, I guess we need to come up with a new widget, and or we need to make our widget better. But in education, our end goal is is uh, highly personal to each individualized student, and it's so long term, um, and it's so long term. It is it's a it's a little investment day after day after yep. day. With a long-term goal in mind, sometimes even 14 years later. Oh yeah. If, this, if the student starts in kinder prep, so uh, so if if we even start to see results
0: like the results that we're hoping for by 12th grade. Yeah. Sometimes it's like I I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It's we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. So it's it's the long-term investment, but in the end, our best evaluation of whether or not we are really being effective at educating students and really educating them to be Christian leaders is to hear from the students. So today you're gonna hear from two more graduates, Brittany Hurst and Shelby McCreary. And uh, one of the things that I love you're gonna hear in this interview is uh, is Brittany is actually applying her thesis, so she she wrote a thesis when she was a senior, and you know most kids I think they think well geez, I'm not going to ever do anything with the this, moment they finish
0: know. it and they graduate I'm done I'm out yeah. I'm never talking about this subject again
1: but and it's it, but she's going to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that she's doing to actually put her thesis into action and I can attest to it because she recently emailed me yep. uh, trying to to uh, help get me involved in in what she's working on now. So it's so uh, I think you're in for a real treat today. And so Tyler, it's it's over to you. Thanks.
0: All right, well, we're here with Brittany. Brittany, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Brittany and I graduated in 2018 from the River Academy. And I'm currently a sophomore at the University of Idaho and I'm studying early childhood development and family relations, as well as psychology with a minor in addictions. And I'm currently working um, for the Center on Disabilities and Human Development here in Moscow. And I'm working with the Idaho Stars Project, which creates the child care standards for all of Idaho. And I'm helping out with their Strengthening Families Initiative, as well as their adverse childhood experiences and helping develop educational material concerning those matters.
0: Brittany, I really wish that you, um, you had some sort of a focus to your passions, like you, I don't know, like you cared about children or something like that. Know,
2: right. That would really
0: help. Uh, well, what's really cool. And, and so, so Brittany, you were, were you in my first, you were in my second senior class, um, that I, that I had while I was yeah. here. And, yes. uh, and this comes straight out of your, your thesis, like all of this stuff. I'm just like, yep, that makes sense. That checks yep. the box. I completely get it. Uh. And so this is in no way any of the questions that we that we talked about, but I guess how do you see a connection, not not necessarily between thesis, but between I guess just how you were raised, how you were educated here, and then what you're doing now? Do you see connections between those two things?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that um doing the thesis project um fueled my passion for the foster care system and for families in general even more. And I feel like I, I mean, if I wouldn't have attended the River Academy, I wouldn't have met the families that got me connected into the foster care system. So, right. Oh, that's
0: that's exactly it. Can you speak to that a little bit? What was your, what was your thesis project and, and, um, the family that you were, um, you can you talk about the family that, that got you connected into the foster care system and stuff like that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So my, Or my thesis was about how the church should be involved in the foster care system, and kind of um, the overall uh, um, status of our nation's foster care system, and um, kind of how broken it is, and how much we need people to step up. And I, so sophomore year of high school, I wanted to be a sports journalist, and I was sold on that, and I. I was like, that's what I'm doing with my life. And I met the Mathesons and God was like, nope, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And um, he gave me a passion for the foster care system and I got to witness it all firsthand, which was such a blessing.
0: Because you were nannying um, some foster (laughs) kids of theirs, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I was just helping them out. And I um, attended court dates with different families and um, I got to you know, just witness the effects that it had on the foster family and the foster children as well. And so it was—it was quite the blessing, and yeah. um, I'm so grateful for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's and it's been really cool to see. You know, I don't see you as much as as you know we could. You're about you're off at college, and we're here. Um, but uh, but it's really cool when I do when I do get to hear what you're what you're up to, and and that you're yeah. that this wasn't like a uh it wasn't just a high school job that you had. You know, like just yeah. a way to make some extra money. It it really was a passion of yours.
2: Yeah. Yep. absolutely. It's, yeah, it's been amazing because my thesis has tied so much into the work that I'm doing with the center on disabilities Yeah. and Idaho stars right now as well. It's just, um, it gives me even more, it made me equipped to, um, research and to develop educational material through CDHD. And yeah, it's been pretty cool to see.
0: That's fantastic that that honestly like that's that's my dream for for any of my seniors as they're working on their thesis is that it's yeah. not just a paper that they're writing or a project that they have to do i mean it is it is that, but that it's mm-hmm. also it is something that they're passionate about i I want yeah. that for them because otherwise it's it's going to be a terrible process for the Absolutely. year if it's pulling teeth <laughs> it's a hard enough process as it is yeah but then really my my the bigger dream is uh is that just exactly what you're talking about what you're doing is wow, it actually that that you could find this thing that mm-hmm. that you care about and are passionate about and are doing mm-hmm. it that's yeah. cool wow that's uh, i did not expect to to talk about this today i was i don't know <laughs> why i didn't expect it but uh but this is great uh well, let's we've sort of hinted at this already but just how has that transition from tra in in broader strokes how has your mm-hmm. transition from tra to college been
2: yeah it's been it's been great um i've loved i've loved college so far um i yeah, I feel like I was equipped and I feel like I was um I was ready kind of to move on to something a yeah. little bit bigger. Yeah. Um I attended the Verney for 13 basement. years. And so yeah, yeah. <laughs> the white walls and the brown carpet. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I was ready and I I've loved U of I and Good. um the transition has just been really great and um yeah, I mean, going to the River Academy, you learn how to kind of love all sorts of different people and <laughs> um, how to build relationships with people who you might not always get along with. And so that really has helped me so far at college as well.
0: Awesome. Is there any way that you felt like you might not have been as acad- academically prepared or that you you had to like adjust maybe more than you expected?
2: Yeah. Um it's hard for me to say. I feel like maybe the science department um, yep. was a little different, but I only had to take one science course. Thankfully, <laughs> there you go. So um, I think that aspect was like a little bit harder, but it just caused me to, you know, try to chase after learning more and like you know sure. schedule office hours with the professor or um, yeah you know study a little bit more
0: yeah. Um, because it's not it's not always about the content that we're having you memorize it's more of the method and here's how you yeah. yeah you can go talk to the professor you can go talk to somebody
2: yeah and every professor and teacher is so different that yeah. you know yeah it is what it is
0: <laughs> yeah 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 that's true uh so, one of the things that we aim for, that we really, really try to try to shoot for, and, and we do it with mixed success, and we realize this, but uh, mm-hmm. is preparing you guys as much as possible with a solid biblical worldview, and that's, of course, in, you know in conjunction with your parents. It's not all just yeah. what we're doing here and the church that you attend, but how do you feel like I mean frankly, how did, how did we do with that, but also how do you feel like you've had to see you yourself come into your faith a bit more?
2: Yeah. Well, to be, um, quite honest, I feel like college has, um, completely made me own my faith and I yeah. almost feel like, I mean, it's just a different type of ownership in college. Like, um, I felt like I owned it at the end of high school, but it, I mean, it's just completely different in college, which is so cool to see. I mean, yeah. God's been so, so good. Um, but I, I definitely felt like I was equipped to, um, to think about what truth is and to, um, I mean, decipher what is truth and what is not. And yeah. I think the river Academy greatly helped me with that. And because I mean, I've experienced so much in my short year and a half here <laughs> so far that, I mean, there's so much um, fake Christianity that is yeah. preached. And um, so having that the background of the river Academy and it's just really helped me see what is true Christianity and what is um, what is Christ and you know, what is not. And so I've been really thankful for that. Um, But yeah, I've definitely felt super equipped to um, stand firm in my faith and not back down when opposition comes. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: No, that's great. Uh, you've sort of already started to answer this with with all of the when, when you're talking about all the stuff that you're doing all of the the mm-hmm. um, organizations you're working with, but you know the, our other goal is to, to educate christian leaders and to to kind of help foster um, christian leadership and you did that here you were you were part of my house you're you're in Tyndale house and uh, uh, yeah uh, and you're a great leader there your sisters are really uh, are really good leaders here yeah. as well um, uh, and we call you it the Hearst dynasty where we still got (laughs) two of them left and it's going to be good. Um, but how, how would you say that that those things have transitioned, like those skills and leadership have transitioned from, um, from the river Academy into what you're doing right now?
2: Yeah. Um, I, so I'm also a orientation leader as well as a vandal rep for the University of Idaho, which means that I basically, I give tours to people when they come visit the campus. And I also, so as an orientation leader, I work freshman orientation for the first week of school. And I, you know, show them all their classes, I help them get connected with people. I just make sure that they feel welcomed and that they feel supported and loved. And so I feel like that's kind of transitioned from the river where, um, as a health leader, you know, I wanted to make sure that everyone felt, um, felt supported and that they yeah. felt acknowledged. And I feel like that's so important, especially in today's world. Like everyone just needs to know <laughs> yeah. that they're, they're loved and, um, that they have a purpose. So right. I, um, yeah.
0: No, and that and that sounds very one very you like that's that is very you, Brittany of, of of like it's not about being the boss in front. Yeah. Um. And but more about coming alongside and leading leading with people. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and I I can tell you i what well, for sure saw that while you were a leader here. Um. And that's that's great. And and honestly, it's it's a different type of leadership than people mm-hmm. expect. Um yeah. We expect leader to be the boss standing in front. Um, yeah. Is there, I don't know, is there ever any tension, you know, or like that you're expected to, to be that one way and you're trying to do your own thing or is there, yeah. I mean, is, do you find that difficult to lead in a different way?
2: Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I have learned to grow into it though, kind of grow into that leadership style. Yeah. Um, I'm finding out that I'm more of, I'd rather lead from the back and I'd rather yeah. walk alongside people um, then be the person in the front. Yes. And so, um, I've kind of, yeah, I've kind of realized that this past year and a half, but it's, I mean, it's difficult because sometimes, um, like you're asked to be the person in the front and it's, it's hard. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been so good. It's been good learning to grow into that different leadership style.
0: Great. Uh, well, at the at the risk of cutting us short, uh, mainly because I know that I've got a bunch of students who are about to walk in and be really noisy in here. Uh, can I ask you the question? What, would you do it over again? Was it worth it to graduate from, from TRA? Was it worth it to, to, to be in the small school for, you were here for 13 years, right?
2: Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So all of that, you know, if you had to do it over again, would you do it over again?
2: I would. I mean, it's just, because to be honest, I thought about leaving yeah. know, like sophomore or junior year. Um, but I'm so glad that I didn't because, um, it's, I mean, people always talk about like getting that high school experience or there's so many more opportunities at the high school or whatever, but there really aren't. And like, you're going to get those opportunities if you choose to go to college. I mean, some people don't and that's yeah. really great. Very fine. Um, but, I mean, there are, you're going to get those opportunities later in life in other um, aspects. And so I'm so, so grateful for the River Academy and for sticking it out for 13 yeah. years. <laughs> Ooh,
0: it's almost a badge of honor. You, you stuck it out for the 13 years. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But it's been a blessing for sure.
0: Awesome. And uh, this is not one of the questions we had planned, but I guess, what would you say to people who are they're, they're, they're at that 10th grade year or sixth grade or whatever. And they're like, Oh, it's time for me to go. I, I got to get out of here. What would you say to them?
2: I would say, um, the grass isn't necessarily greener on the other yeah. side. Um, and the opportunities that you think the high school might have now, you're going to get those later in life. Um, I know that from personal experience Yeah. Um, and I feel like the River Academy offers you something that um, public school necessarily doesn't like the relationship with teachers, yeah. um, the ability to work out conflict, um, yes. the ability to love and um, have a friendship with people who you might not necessarily get along with at a bigger school. Um, and I think that, yeah, the river Academy is unique in the best way. And um, they offer you a lot of opportunities and um, that the public school necessarily doesn't. So
0: awesome. All right. Well, they are coming in. So I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to say bye, but thank you, Brittany. You are awesome. You, you, uh, you made, you were flexible to to record at the time we are. So I really appreciate it.
2: Yes. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Brittany. You rock. (laughs) Thank you. All right, Shelby, how you doing?
3: I'm good. How are you?
0: Wonderful. Can you introduce yourself to everybody?
3: Yes. So my name is Shelby McCreary. I went to the River Academy for about eleven years, I would say. Most of elementary school and then all of secondary. And so I graduated just this last spring. And I'm now attending Ravencrest, which is a torchbearer Bible school in Estes Park, Colorado.
0: And it's pretty cold there.
3: It's it's a little chilly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys have snow on the ground yet? Yeah,
3: we yeah? do. You have snow. Yes. That's <laughs> exciting.
0: Well, uh, so we have you on, on the podcast today cause we're talking to alumni who are, um, there, you guys have mainly talking to people who have graduated within the last couple of years and just kind of checking in, seeing where you are and seeing what you're doing and, um, and kind of asking the question, you know, how do you feel that you've been prepared um, to be where you are? Um, so I guess that's, my my question. You're at uh, you're at Ravencrest, which is like you said, it's a Bible school. It's a Bible co- Bible college. Is that the in the title?
3: Oh, who knows?
0: Who knows? Okay.
3: What's the <laughs> there you
0: go. It's it's a Bible school. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, so you're you're doing that. You've gone a different route than a couple of the other people we've talked to. We've talked to um to Easton and and Elise and Brittany, who are all at um, four year universities. Uh, where like what are you doing there? And and can you talk to just about I guess what the whole program is like and how you feel prepared to be where you are.
3: Yeah. So the program is basically just, um, a lot of studying the Bible, looking into doctrine, looking into theology and things like that. So because it's not your typical, like college academic environment, I feel like I can maybe speak more to the learning principles more so than like the different subjects themselves. So I guess I could say, The main things I've, like, taken and applied from the River Academy is just the first thing would obviously be, like, discipline and, like, learning how to balance doing other things and still find joy in, like, doing your work and doing a good job at that. And just applying myself academically, I've sort of been able to um, sort of transfer, I guess, on my relationship with God and just applying myself in that way to glorify Him through all that I do. And then... Maybe as far as like the tools of thinking go, just being in the word constantly and using those tools that I learned at the River Academy to be able to use the Holy Spirit to discern the meaning of the word and then find application in the difficult texts.
0: Where do you that, that sounds fantastic and basically exactly what what we're hoping for can you can you give us some some examples of um both from your time at the river and then also how how you've been applying it I guess what are what are some of those tools that you've learned and some of those um, those skills that we've hopefully kind of helped you develop as we've uh, as you went through your um, your time here at the river
3: yeah um one thing would be i think just throughout my time at the river Academy, I learned to not just accept things because they're being taught, you know, I feel yeah. like at the river Academy, they really like emphasize, like I'm telling you this and now like think about it and figure it out further for yourself, which I think is so, so important. Um, having different speakers come in every week here and sometimes their doctrines are like, like just slightly different. And it's like, how am I going to take that? And I just hear you in my head say, so what? Uh, all the time. You're always pushing us <laughs> to just think further and further. And I've definitely been able to apply that a lot at my time here.
0: Awesome. So yeah, so not just accepting things that have been said to you, but, but questioning them, interrogating them, trying to, to figure it out for yourself.
3: Yeah, exactly. Awesome
0: uh, one of the things, and and you've sort of already spoken to this, but one of the things we really care about here, um, and try to do is, is really to help you guys develop, um, a strong biblical worldview. And, and you've, you're at Ravencrest. You are at a a specifically Bible college. The people we've talked about so far are, I think, yeah, all three are at secular universities. Um, so you're maybe not coming specifically under, you know, like you're, you're, Battling to defend your faith every single day, but you're but I guess how how have you been felt prepared or how are you still growing in? Um, developing your worldview and, and who you are And what you believe
3: um, So so I think that for sure the River Academy did a really great job in my life helping me just build that foundation, but I think personally for me it was so important to be just fed the truth in all areas of my life because I mean, you can go to a classical Christian school and that's not necessarily like the answer to all your problems. But I just think that because I was getting fed that same thing at home and like my parents were always encouraging me spiritually and being part of a Christian community is also just super helpful when like just trying to grow spiritually. So just realizing that um, those two things harmonized, I think, really well with the Christian education that helped me get the most out of my ability to stand firm in the world, I guess. So a seed was sort of planted through my education at the river Academy. And like, as I leave the river Academy, I'm just learning that, um, we just continue to be like sanctified throughout our whole lives and just to continue to water that seed through my own choices and through the community that I'm in and things like that.
0: That's awesome. That's really well said. Um, what would you say this is this is not one of the things we had we had sort of planned to talk about what would you say to some of the kids um who who maybe are uh either either struggling with their faith here at the river and and you know feeling maybe like oh you're just telling us um you know this the same stuff again and again or or uh, I just I just don't want to they're having a hard time making their faith their own I guess um mm-hmm. what would you say to them like how how would they how can some of these kids um I don't know, You know, have their eyes opened in, in, in the right way or how, how would you tell them to, to think or how would you tell them to, to, to be here at the river um, if they're struggling with their footing and, and their faith?
3: I think that in situations like that, it's super important to just be honest with yourself and be able to say like, I'm struggling with this because if you just tell yourself, oh, it's fine, like it's not that bad then I don't think that your problems will be solved and you'll just like dig yourself deeper into that like spiritual hole, I think. So maybe just really just sitting down and thinking about what it is that you're struggling with and just focusing on that through like, I mean, the river Academy has so many amazing teachers and parents that you can go to for things like that. And just seeking that wise counsel in those areas and just understanding that um, it's okay to struggle with those things because like, God's not out to get you like the Lord wants to help you and all those things. And he just wants you to like come to that peace and that contentment with him. And I think he'll always be there to answer those questions.
0: Yeah. And then you're not doing it alone. You're not struggling by, you don't have to struggle by yourself.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, And that's, that is one of the things I love just about the river is, is that it's a community and, and, you know, not everybody chooses to avail themselves of the community. You know, they, we do get people who, 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 don't want to be here. And, and, um, and that's not inherently wrong to not want to be here, but, but that, you know, things, the things that they're struggling with, oh, it's like, oh, if they would just ask or they just talk, um, you know, we could, we could struggle together, um, would mm-hmm. be, would be big. Um, one of the other things that's, that's really big, and I, I, can speak, um, to this about you as well. You were in, were you in Lewis or Wilberforce house?
3: Lewis.
0: You were in Lewis. Okay. I was right. I was second guessing myself. Um, so <laughs> we've got those of you who don't know the river Academy, we have a house system. We've got four houses. Um, I'm, uh, one of the, the lead teachers of Tyndale house, but Shelby was in, um, maybe, I don't know if it's fair to say our nemesis house, but you know, <laughs> house that maybe kicked our butt, uh, more times than I can count, uh, uh, is Lewis house and named after C.S. Lewis and, and Shelby was one of the the house leaders there. Um, as how so? I, I can say you have a really, you know, gifting, a, a strong gifting toward leadership. Um, but how how have you felt that you've been prepared for leadership? Um, are you are you seeing um, like the chances to to apply your leadership where you are right now? I guess just speak to to that. What opportunities were you given, um, and and how have you been able to to start leading where you are?
3: So leaving the River Academy, I would say. I definitely felt equipped to lead in a lot of ways. And for me, um, just being at that school, I would say I was most impacted by seeing the leadership examples and how highly the school viewed just the whole concept of Christian leadership and the importance of that. So I think just through seeing the examples of the teachers leading us as students and just pointing us to Christ in such like a genuine and humble and loving way, is what motivated me to try and do the same and just to try and let Christ lead through me, I guess. So, um, seeing how they practice what they preach pointed to the fact that true leadership is just, it's about being the salt and the light of the earth, I guess, just like the Bible tells us. So I've definitely been trying to apply that, um, in all areas of my life as I've left the river Academy and gone on to do new things and just to try and let Christ work through me as best I could. Um, By not only words and actions, but by just finding that genuine delight in the Lord, because I just feel like that's so huge when it comes to like influencing others and just swimming upstream, if you will.
0: (laughs) There we go. Uh (laughs) going against the flow, you might say. Um (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Uh well and and even more specifically, I, I love that you've you've talked about um You know, seeing examples of of leadership around you at the school. Um, What other than you could include house in this? But um, basically, I'm honestly asking: Did the stuff that we um, that we try works Like, we one of the things that we try to do is to intentionally give students the opportunity to lead here. Um, And can you speak to that? And I guess you know the the kinds of opportunities you were given. You know, house as well as other things. And um, yeah, and how effective is that
3: I think that the river academy just does a super good job in that and I just feel that desire in myself to lead when I feel that I should and I think that along with house I also got the opportunity a ton in my in my experience in sports in volleyball I was able to do that in a lot of ways which was cool and just like letting Christ work through me in that and um just applying those same things, uh, wherever I go. Cause I don't think that you necessarily need to be in that leadership position to be a leader, but wherever you're at, just like pointing people to Christ, um, using the gifts that he has given you to just, um, better influence others.
0: You don't always have to be the person in front, you know, shouting orders is what you're saying. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, our last question that we've been asking everybody and, and, you know, not to put you too much on the spot, but, uh, but if you, if you had to do it over again, you know, we, we put you through the ringer, especially in the last couple of years with things like thesis and, and stuff like that. Um, if you had to do it over again, would you, you know, was it worth it to graduate from the river? Was it worth it to stick it out those 11 years um, rather than maybe leaving a few years earlier and doing running start or, or something like that?
3: Uh, In my opinion, or at least for me personally, it was so beyond worth it because just like thinking about how thankful I am for everything that the River Academy um, did for me in my life and everything that the teachers taught me and that God taught me at my time there um, just tells me that even though at some points it was super hard and I was tired and kind of wanted to be lazy that I would for (laughs) sure do it again.
0: Good. All right. That's good. <laughs> uh, you, you have a chance to, you know, rest and to sleep now that you're, you're done with the river. You're just, mm-hmm. you know, yes. yeah. Being I'm able to be lazy. Now. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Well, thanks Shelby. This has been great.
3: Yes. Thank you for having me. It, it's been a pleasure.
0: Any time. Thanks for listening to Going With The Flow, a River Academy podcast. Follow us on Facebook at The River Academy And find us online at www.theriveracademy.org. Also, rate and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts.